Hi everyone! Welcome to my podcast, Behind the Woman of Color. My name is Vicky, and uh, let's talk. So, first and foremost, I want to start my episode off with um, a little bit of a quote by Alice Walker. In nature, nothing is perfect, and everything is perfect. Trees can be contorted, bent in weird ways, and they're still beautiful. Again, that's by Alice Walker. So, let's talk a little bit about this podcast. Why, why did I do this? What, what is the importance? So, a lot of you don't know, because a lot of you can't see me, but um, I'm a woman of color. I am a Latina, Hispanic, Mexican woman, and there are a lot of things that I didn't realize as a woman of color, and I kind of hope that this podcast could help other women of color, young women of color. I'm 21 years of age, whoop whoop, I just turned 21 in January, and that's kind of crazy to me that, you know, this is my first interaction with actually being aware that I'm a woman of color, you know, like aware, aware. I've always known that I was a woman of color. I've always known that, you know, I'm brown or not the same complexion or skin tone as other females. And, you know, I didn't really think that this would make a difference in my life just because, you know, my parents are both people of color. So, I don't know. It, it's kind of crazy to me that I am just now being aware. You know, I have heard these struggles that women face every day. I've seen them overcome it. And you know, it's sad to think that me, my own woman of color, a representation of women of color has not even put a second thought to these, you know, because I come from America, which I was born here, grew up in California, and I don't put a lot of thought into it. I, I'm an American. I was born here. I have the rights and that's it. Everything has been available to me. I haven't had to struggle very hard, you know, and, and there are women that face these every these issues every single day in life. So let's talk about it. You know, so I, I want this to be something that um, that people actually think about. So women of color have always faced these struggles, like I've been saying, you know, like everyday simple things, body issues, relationship stereotypes. They've faced difficulties raising children while being a woman of color. And, you know, I don't think a lot, I don't think enough people know. I don't think enough people know. Um, but, you know, I, I've noticed that throughout all this, women of color remain strong. And that's not to say that, you know, Caucasians or white girls or white women or young ladies do not face the same things. You know, I'm sure they've faced their fair share of racism. 
I'm sure they've struggled being a woman of, of not color that, you know, motheringhood could be very difficult. I'm not trying to say that they don't face the same things, but let's focus on the women of color first. They've faced hardships that not a lot of people happen to face, and they overcome it. They are strong. They are women that are empowered and draw strength from their color. And I just want to applaud that. I think that this really does need to be addressed. I think it's important that we address things like this. Ideas and instances where this happens a lot, you know? And you know, I like I said, this is my third year in college and excuse me. Yeah, this is my third year in college and and here I am barely becoming aware. So hopefully I reach an audience that is a little bit younger than me or that is even the same age that I want to become aware before they do step out in the real world. You know, everybody says college is the real world and it's not. It, I mean, it's not. It's kind of just like an oversized high school and I just want people to know that this is this is serious. So moving forward with this episode, um, let's let's talk about body image. You know, summer's coming up. Everybody's getting ready. Woo! But let's talk about it. These are some of the things that I think women of color face. A little bit more than um, a woman of uh, of uh, not color, so a, a white woman would face. And um, I don't want anybody to feel that this podcast is a compare and contrast or any of that such. You know, I, I want you guys to feel free. I just want you to become educated. I want you to see that there are real issues here, and you know, they they just they can't be ignored anymore they need to be taught they need to be shown and I want people to become aware I want people to be like hey you know like I heard my friend or you know I consider you guys all friends I heard Victoria talking about this and you know that's insane that that happens every day you know I even if you're not um have not faced any of these struggles or you know, have experienced this in your life, and I hope you never do and you're a woman of color, I want you to to know that these are real, and women face these every day. Girls face these every day. Young children, young, young girls face this every day. So, moving onward, body image, you know, so yeah, like I was saying, summer is coming up, and I personally, as a woman of color, I'm not so excited for it, you know, it's, what, what do we all see, especially now that social media is so large, such a large platform, what do we all see, you need to have your summer body, and yeah, that's true, I mean, sure, let's, let's become fit, let's get healthy, which, you know, 
people strive to do year round, but it shouldn't be something that makes people feel ashamed. You know, I have friends and even myself as more of a, I would consider a thin woman of color. I feel ashamed. I feel like even though it might not be because of like my body size, I feel internal shame for my body. You know, like it's so sexualized, especially being a Latina. It's, oh, she's curvy. She has butt. She has boobs. And that's not something that we as a society should endorse. You know, growing up, I always went to the beach with my family. And the beach is honestly one of my favorite places, one of my favorite places to go. And I honestly, the beach has so much sentiment to me. I love the water. I love like being in it. Public pools were always another thing that my family would go to when I was little, you know, and it always sucked that like when I was little, I would always feel a little bit of internal shame like it was almost like I didn't know that it was being shameful or being like reserved as many would say but you know I wouldn't get two pieces I wouldn't wear any like especially going to the beach I would always wear like a big t-shirt um as a freaking uh, a sports bra if I were a little bit older a tank top and a pair of basketball shorts and underwear underneath so like it was like me going into the ocean with a full wardrobe and you know I realized as I got older that there was like females like you know especially like going to school that like I made more friends of different like heritages and different colors and you know I would always notice that like my friends that were different colors or you know girls of color would always dress a little bit differently considering like my other friends that weren't girls of color you know and I think that this is because of like so much like like reservation between us and that's kind of I don't know it's just mind-boggling to me it is mind-boggling to me I feel that that I would go to the beach or a public pool and I would see little girls that were white that had two pieces and it was cute. It was cute on them. It was, oh, they're so cute. They're perky. They're perfect. They're little cheerleaders. And when it came to me, I always felt like, oh no, I have to wear a one piece. I have to wear something that covers up my body because I don't want to be disrespectful to any of the men here. Or I don't want to be seen as something that I'm not. So growing up, you know, your family would always tell, like, insinuate to your mother that if you wore something that showed your tummy or if your shorts were too short, that you would end up pregnant. And that's not okay. And that's not okay because people or women shouldn't have to grow up in this atmosphere, you know? I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but I personally have, you know, when going over to my friend's house, like if they have a swimming pool growing up, I've always been like, oh, 
let me choose a two-piece a two-piece that is more uh, conservative than something else that like I would wear to, in front of people that I'll never see again. You know, it's just this internal shame that you shouldn't feel, and like leading into body issues, that makes people want to be more conservative. Like for me, I love wearing dresses, but I've always been ashamed of wearing them like what if they're too short what if they're too colorful too bright what if they make my body look a certain way and I know that many people grow up with these body issues and for me it's it's something that that I feel is like not okay and not very ideal in the way that you would want to grow up you know like growing up Mexican my mom always called me la gordita, la chonchita. And, you know, it didn't really matter until I started getting into my teen years when I I had to have a discussion with my mother and saying, like, I don't want to be known as la gordita, the little fat girl, you know, the chonchita, like, the little marshmallow. I don't want to, I don't want to be known as that. I want to, you know, like, I work hard, I exercise every day, and at that when I did I I did five varsity sports at the time and I just was not understanding why I was still being categorized as fat you know to me you know she explained like oh it's something loving and stuff but it always hurt a little bit because it was like I was trying to get out of that phase and I'm starting to realize that that's a lot of things that women of color face you know they face that like trying to work out like of that phase they're trying to be broken out and not known as women of color and and just seen as women and it's something that sticks with us you know and you know I want to talk about one woman of color that has inspired me a lot this this semester and her name is Roxanne Gay she wrote a book Hunger and she also wrote another book uh called uh, Bad Feminist And I just want to talk about her for a little bit and her story. And it almost makes mine seem a little bit insignificant. But, you know, uh, we'll we'll still talk about it a little bit. So Roxane Gay is, is a writer who is a black woman. And she talks about in her book the reason that she is fat, you know, and on this issue of body image you know she talks a lot about how she struggled with it because it wasn't something that she was born with or you know excuse me if I'm not saying it in the right way but you know from what I gathered from the book it was something that she chose which she chose you know rightfully because it was something that helped her cope with an incident that happened when she was younger you know in the book she says that she was gang raped by um a male and his friends a male which she had considered her boyfriend at the time or somebody that she she really cared about she really loved and she talks about this and you know her body becomes an issue because she doesn't feel safe anymore which 
I can kind of relate to, you know, not because like I've experienced the severity of something like the situation that she had experienced, but you know, in the same way of like not being able to wear a two piece, I didn't feel safe in my body. And I relate to that because there was times where I was kind of like, what can I do? What what can I do for my body to not get attention? You know, and at that point in my life when my mom was called me gordita and chonchita, it was get skinny. And you know what? Like, that was like the reversal, you know? And Roxanne Gay, in, in her book, she explains that she was small and frail, opposite to of what I had been apparently in my in my head you know she was small and frail and she was broken and so what she ends up doing is turning to food for comfort you know and and a part of me is is thinking that this is because you know food is pretty accessible it's um something easily to get you know like almost like how how people would consider drugs i guess you know, people turn to alcohol, people turn to cigarettes, and she turned to food, which was, you know, now she thinks is was not the right way, but at the time, it was something easy, especially being that young, 13, 14 years of age, like, of course, she's gonna do something a little bit more simple than just, you know, gathering, like, trying to gather alcohol or illegal substances or something like that and so she grew in width and she grew in size you know she's a six foot one six foot woman and she weighs probably now a little bit less I'm sure more than less than than she said in her book which was over 500 pounds but what I'm trying to say is that Roxanne Gay speaks about her body and her image. And she didn't want men to see her in that way. See her as frilly, as, as f- fragile, as easily to take advantage of. She wanted to be known as strong. She wanted to be known as, as seen as, as a, a large woman. And she wanted to be intimidating because she did not want to take, get taken advantage of ever again, which she has the right to feel so. And, you know, whatever experiences women of color decide, I feel like it's something that sticks with us, that, that we grow with. And, you know, kudos to Roxanne Gay. And I I just wanted to give her a little shout out. And, you know, this is how I kind of want to end all my little episodes. And, you know, Roxanne Gay has done so much for this community where she kind of breaks a lot of the norms. She talks about issues that women of color face or that women in general face that aren't typically seen the same way. You know, she talks about fat, fatness, fat phobia, but why 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 do people get fat you know like some most people i'm guilty of it are thinking oh they're just like like badly behaved in in dietary like situations 
they like greasy food they're gonna get fat you know because that's personally how it is with me like but you know as I read her and started research it's it's not like that some people are are born a little bit thicker and with their genes some people struggle because they don't have access to certain things you know because Roxanne Gay in her book talks about how her first year of um of boarding school she gains some weight 20 pounds I think she said um you know leave, leave a comment or um message me let me know how much she really said but I think that's how much she said she she gained a little bit of weight and she goes home her parents see this they are a little bit in shock so they obviously try to help her out a little bit so they send her these to the doctor he suggests certain shakes or dietary changes and to what she comes goes back to boarding school thinner and you know I start to realize that you know when I was getting chunky my parents just said don't eat so much or exercise more you know they they didn't have the resources to send me to a doctor which gave me my own dietary plan or a nutritionist or any such thing and Roxanne Gay's parents did so you know like that begs the question like she's showing a light on accessibility to resources that I didn't think about and I want everybody else to think about you know I want people to to realize that that not all people have the the resources or the ability to to do such things so they stay fat and in her other book bad feminist which I have not gotten the chance to read it seems like she speaks about feminists in a different light which I heard from her TED Talk. And uh, you guys should all check it out. It's really good. But she talks about bad, being a bad feminist. And how like if she wants to be like a certain type of woman. It reflects badly on also being a feminist. And you know I think Roxanne Gay really just breaks the like image of women of color. And women in general. And the issues that they face every single day. So I just want to say that Roxanne Gay, that was, you are an inspiration. You definitely are somebody that I look up to. And, you know, let's let's talk about the Alice Walker um, quote that I had stated in the beginning. In nature, nothing is perfect and everything is perfect. Trees can be contorted, bent in weird ways, and they're still beautiful. And that's true. That's true even about women's bodies. They can be big. They could be little. They could be small. They could be petite. They could be tall. They could be lengthy. They could be anything. They could have one leg. They could have two legs. They could have anything. And they're still perfect. They're still beautiful. And I just want to end out this podcast with that. For the next episode, we'll be talking a little bit about men and their experiences with women of color, and we'll probably bring in a guest. We'll see. Stay tuned, guys, and thanks again for listening. Make sure to um, really, you know, let me know your feedback, and I would really appreciate if there's maybe an experience that you would want to tell me about or you feel like this has helped you in any way, please let me know. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, and, you know... Have a good day or night wherever you're at and 
you know, till the next one.